Hello. Hello. I'm Mark. And I'm Joe. And this is Finish, Finish Big. Big. Oh, I don't know why I'm doing a Dalek. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's no Daleks. Oh, no, I should say, I am Fluffy Wuffy Finish Big, and I mean you no harm. <laughs> yes, we are listening our way through all of Big Finish in order. That's right. Even the one-off freebies that they gave away in Doctor Who magazine. Biggie, finny, finny, can't you see? We're just trying to get through all the CDs. <laughs> you can do Sorry. a rap in every no, episode No, I know. Now. That's terrible. Oh it just came God. into my head just now. <laughs> I don't think it'll catch on. <laughs> yeah, so we are going off on a little bit of a strange side step yeah. this time. Uh, but they're coming up in order, so we're doing the two, well, the first two freebies that came with Doctor Who so magazine. So these were both completely free, i.e. These were Well, no, no, you had to buy Doctor Who free. magazine. Well, yeah, I know, free with Doctor Who I magazine. I bet you anything. No, and they're also free on the Big Finish website as of now, so you can go and download them for but free now. But back then, it was just like, I remember there was sort of like a, a CD packet taped to the front of Doctor Who magazine. Of course, yes. Well, then I wonder if Doctor Who magazine gave Big Finish a little bit of money, a bit of Wonga. Because this probably would sell more magazines, no? Well, so we're doing Last of the Titans Mm -hmm. and The Ratings War. Yes. So Last of the Titans was packaged with the first episode of Storm Warning as a freebie as well. So that was the big push for Paul McGann as a Doctor, this is the new thing. So that, And then The Ratings War was with the next lot of Eighth Doctor stories with the first episode of Invaders from Mars. Well, I've got a question So then. you're sort of promoting... Because they gave the first episode of Storm Warning. Why isn't that enough? Well, it's a little preview, isn't it? And then if nobody has heard Big Finish before, if you're not new to it, you've got your own little adventure, haven't you? I know. All no? I'm going to say is this is, um, you know, I'm sort of preempting what I think of the ratings war, but I think the ratings war is infinitely superior to Invaders of Mars episode one, you know? I'd be more inter- if invaders if they said right this is the ratings war the next series of um, Paul McGann I'd be like oh Paul McGann and beat the meat bring it on <laughs> well should we just go straight into these then yeah we should yeah um, interestingly that there is actually some trivia in Doctor Who the Inside Story no 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 I'm not going in there yet. okay I'm just saying like you think for these sort of one off freebies that Benjamin Cook may actually just skip over these in Big Finish the Inside Story but no 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 every Big Finish is important well he only gets to 50 and then they start did I ever tell you the story about this book no well they stopped they stopped it at 50 anyway Gary Russell absolutely loved it he had poured for it and he said oh I'm at my bitchy gossipy best here you know slagging everyone off print it everybody else at big finish said this is a bad idea this is terrible marketing for big finish to bring out a book saying that there was all this infighting and you know john blum having a nervous breakdown and all things like this you know Lars parkin fighting over the rights for his books well they did the bernice one afterwards yeah, anyway that's, that's full of it as well but basically essentially i don't know if it's jason hay ellery because he dropped this on my day of the daleks commentary for hamster but he basically said that they said they would never do it again. Just because it didn't paint sort of Big Finish in a productive, positive light. 
that, you know, the second volume of this, where it's just a load of covers and synopses, it's fucking boring. I wish I'd That's what they did it. afterwards, didn't yeah, they? It's yeah, it's terrible. I want all the goss. Yeah, it's a really good you know? book, The Inside Story. Benjamin Cookman, if anyone can drag the goss out of people, I mean, look at all the fabulous stories he got out of Rusty Davis. <laughs> well, should we go into Last of the Titans then? Probably had to send him a few cockpicks. so last of the titans Mm. came free with doctor magazine issue 300 in january 2001 stars sylvester mccoy nicholas briggs it was written by nicholas briggs and directed by nicholas briggs with music by alistair Locke. (laughs) can i say straight off the back that um it is not uh comment on the quality of Nicholas Briggs's talent that they're having to give his work away for free <laughs> I mean it might be nowadays but back then he was bringing out some good stuff I mean they're done on a budget these things aren't they it's a budget got a little bit this of time felt like it was only 10 minutes how long was this um well I was just trying to work it that out hour? because it says online here that it was it was like an hour or something but it's it's done in it's been edited into two episodes in now. In no you, way was this an hour long. When you download it. No. This was not an hour must long. Must be like maybe 45 minutes I might just have a bath by the time I listen to the end of this. I think I'll, <laughs> I was still getting bath. the suds going by the time this ended. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, they're very... What's the word? Short. They're very contained short stories just to give you an idea of what Big Finish can do for audio drama on a budget, I think obviously just film filmed, obviously just recorded at the end of the day. Oi, Sylvester, come back. See you later, Sophie. Sylvester, can you stay behind and just do this extra little episode for us? You know? I get the point of it. I just, like, I thought that Last of the Titans was so slight. So you'd never story. heard this before? I hadn't. Weirdly enough, I had heard the music, though. So <clears> the music use... by Alistair Locke. <laughs> I love a Locke. Um... <laughs> was on music of the audio adventures i think it was volume two and it was a really nice bit sort of woodwind and and drums and things really good music well i'm here to tell you today the music is the best thing about this release so it's a a solo outing for sylvester mccoy Mm -hmm. He's out on his own doing a solo. Thanks. Sorry. Fuck, he's, yeah. he's ditched Sophie Aldred at last. Sorry, I mean Ace. He's ditched Ace. So, yeah, it's the Doctor investigating this spaceship. He lands on a spaceship mm. and he meets this uh, character called Vil Graf. That's who right. He's running this sort of... What is it? Like, um, like an old um, sort of industrial spaceship that's yeah. going on and he's he's like jonah in the belly of the whale oh no wait a storm warning Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um there's a bit of backstory with vilgraf that he was brought up or he was brought back to life on earth by a professor or something and he sort of turns out to be he's he's good he gets on with the doctor and then he turns out that he's like swallowing planets or something and they have but to stop him but he doesn't mean to be yeah so, in order for him to get about the universe or something, he's destroying. He's loads got of to do that. So, yeah. yeah, and the uh, most interesting part for me actually was it's the Doctor narrating to begin with. Oh, good God! Saying that, I, I landed this. here, I did this, and it's so oh, no, rare. I, I quite like that. It's so rare that you get the Doctor. We haven't <laughs> had that before. And I don't think we've had that. 
I can't think of any other story where the doctor has narrated, I was doing this, I landed here and I did this. Yeah, and this is where uh, I Seasons of Fear. There's, in oh, Seasons of right. Fear, the eighth doctor talks about going to the, I went to the Singapore Hilton, I threw back a few Singapore slings, had a uh, dance on the dance floor and then diced the nine one to death. <laughs> it's not quite like that, but it's, you know, yeah. there is narration. But then isn't that weird that... If you are going to have Sylvester McCoy narrating the story... Well, he yeah. only does a bit. No, no, wait, wait. But that means you can absolutely avoid Sylvester McCoy coming out of the TARDIS and having a long monologue with himself. And yet, he does that as well. He does as well, yeah. Which is a very odd choice. Because, <laughs> you know, those monologues never end up... You remember you said about Paul McGann at the beginning of Storm Morning when he talks mm. to himself for five minutes. No, they don't work. Well, no one does that, do they? get up in the morning and go oh right well i'm going downstairs for a cup of coffee now you know oh i'll have a little bath or i might have a wank you know but like, you don't do that in the morning <laughs> do you well like sylvester mccoy don't anyway give me some How gossip let's just get some gossip change the subject okay so this was originally an audio visuals script oh right yes. it's a remake of a script called vilgreth um, which had been included on the same tape as the story, The Destructor Contract. Uh, what the trouble was, that was The Destructor Contract was a production that had overrun, so it couldn't quite fit on the, the tape that they wanted to do, so they wanted to do a double tape. But then it was underrunning to do two tapes. Oh, my god! So they needed an extra story, so he wrote the story of Vilgreff to go on that. So Imagine Gary, in Gary the... Russell basically said, dust down your scripts, we're doing a freebie, uh, we need you to doctor this for the seventh doctor. Imagine back in the day, those audiovisual days. Imagine the the drama that you can't fit something on a cassette. <laughs> like, like, oh my god, it's not going to fit. What are we going to do? Well, Is I it going to be very, a double release? Very early, Big Finish just decided the stories will be as long as they want them to be. You got something like the Apocalypse Element, which is almost the equivalent of like a six parter. And I think later on they try and. It, it depends maybe on the producer. The Sometimes they do. They longer, get longer, 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 and then they go back, and some of them are really short, and then some of them are long. That's, That's like 15 minutes. No, it's 70 minutes, but... I... No, an episode is like 15 oh, minutes. yeah, very yeah. short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well then, okay, so that's even more of a budget release than this because they haven't had to write the script specially because Briggs has dusted it down and probably done nothing to it. Do you know what this reminded me of, this story? Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a particularly badly done Bernie Summerfield cheapo so you yes know, you know when the bernie some like buried treasures no no no, oh. no, no, no but no, like just the normal one where they oh. have a cast of about four people yeah something like dance of the dead or something like that mm. you know but the trouble with it is yeah and I, I know i went on about this in earth search there's great globs of exposition again so he lands on this ship right meets this guy says right okay well i'm gonna help you out your ship's in a bit of trouble and then this woman comes along and says no He's a destroyer of worlds. He's done all these terrible... Oh, my God, I've been tricked. You know, and then we get all this exposition of all this stuff that he's done. And none of it's presented in a dramatic way. We don't see any of the stuff that he's, like, done in real time. It's all just told to us. And that's not very interesting. I was just like, okay, so we've had, like, like 15 minutes of Sylvester McCoy exploring and meeting this guy. Then 10 minutes of mad exposition. And then, I have Valgraf has a happy life. I was like, okay, so dramatically, that was a bit unsatisfying. Yeah, there isn't anything really to this story. I don't know what I can say that I got out of it. Well, I'm going to give you a little quote here from Nicholas Briggs, if I may. 
He says, where did the original idea from Vilgreth come from? I have no idea, he says, but the original was made up as I went along. I even improvised some of the lines. I set the tape running and improvised the entire story. Ridiculous, really. So he just set so a tape recording going. about it. <laughs> Wait, I wanted there to be a twist, so I created a seemingly sympathetic character who ended up being a villain. Vilgreth didn't really have any bad intentions as such. It just happened that his survival depending on the mass destruction of others. I, yeah, okay, I do understand that point. That is quite interesting because you, the Doctor gets on with him, they talk about having a cup of tea or something as well, and and he just seems to be this lonely character on this ship that the Doctor meets. Um, and then you find out the history and, yeah, he's destroying things and everything. Yeah, I... I do get that it's an in, that is an interesting character there's nothing done with it here i feel like, like you, you could do a lot more with it i think i feel like you could do this as a four part doctor who story you could really flesh it and out actually really show, do that. like maybe have two episodes where he's doing those terrible things and then two episodes on the ship later on mm. i don't know i was gonna as written as it is now though there's not enough to it no. To make it so, that interesting. So, so, can I ask you then, do, is this a success at showing you what Big Finish can do? No. It's not. I think Invaders of Mars would do that better. Well, oh, this, sorry, this comes this? with Storm Warning. Yeah, sorry, Storm Warning would do this much Storm Warning better. would, yeah. You know, which has got colourful characters, a really exciting setting, terrific post-production. Now, I'm not saying the post-production and the, the music on that was terrible on this. I thought it was well-made, I just didn't think it was particularly substantial. And Sylvester McCoy's a little bit subdued in it, I feel. Yeah. Well, the he's, performance. He's got no one to bounce off, really, is he? No. Oh, you're trying to say we need Sophie Aldred? No, but I'm just saying he's the tone is slightly downbeat, which I suppose is in the script slightly. And he's probably playing that doctor that's towards the end of his, you know, towards the, the sort of TV movie doctor in a way. But... There's not enough energy with anybody in it, really, to even make it... I don't know, you can fall asleep to this quite easily, I think. If I had to pay for this... No, oh no. Uh, do you know when you go for a meal, right, in a restaurant? Yeah. And it's a really terrible meal and you begrudge paying for it. Like, you know the bill is coming, the service has been terrible, it's been a horrible, chewy bit of old meat. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh God, I've got to pay £30 for that. That's how I'd feel listening to this. If I, if I had to pay for this release, thank God it was slapped on the front of Doctor Who magazine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a fun thing to come with the magazine. That's a good idea to do that. But no, I think we can... Only for completists, I think, this yeah, one. I mean, Although, if you, ha- you can download it now from Big Finish websites, and tell everyone if, wrong. if you think, if you love <laughs> it, maybe. Um, however, that is not what I think about... The second release that okay. we're talking about. Let's today. go straight on to this one then. Okay. Okay, so The Ratings War was released in January 2002, starring Colin Baker. Yo, here we go. And Toby Longworth as Beep the Meep. I'm a snuggly waggly woo. <laughs> here we go. Written by Steve Lyons. Direct Can you just say Lyons? Lyons right. Thank you. Uh, and directed. Do you know what you're saying? What? Steve Lyons. You know what a loincloth is? Yes, I know. Something that covers your willy. I know, right. And yes, this came with Doctor Who Magazine 313 plus part one of Invaders from Mars. Now this time, it's the other way round. 
Invaders of Mars Part 1 is a very odd affair. And I think anyone getting into the second season of Paul McGann, and we'll get there in the next episode, will be like, well, what the hell is this? I'm listening to War of the Worlds. And yet, the ratings war. Now, I'm not going to say it's as good as The One Doctor or anything like that. But, oh boy, it's funny. It's, it's a really fun. funny and I story. I didn't listen to this at the time. I didn't get this. This is the first time you heard this? No, I have heard it before, but I got it through the Big Finish website for free, which you can. But I didn't get the Doctor Who magazine with this. I, it was my phase of not buying Doctor Who magazine for some reason. So um, I missed out at the time. And it's it fits more with Doctor Who magazine because Beep the Meep oh, is a Doctor Who magazine creation. Yeah. Way back in when it first started, sort of a Doctor Who weekly days, wasn't it, with the fourth Doctor? I thought, you don't feel like Beep the Meep, right? He's constantly going up the hierarchy. He started off in the comic strip, then he went to audio drama, now he's on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we don't know how much he's or anything. He's in fucking advert. I don't know for sure. Anyway. Oh. But then, so Beat the Meat has does come back, however many years later, in the comic strip adaptations. Oh, could you please explain the premise of what Beat the Meat is all about? <laughs> what this story, or just in general? I, well, it's a, tell the listeners what Beat the Meat is, is and it, why he's the the greatest war criminal the Doctor ever faced. I don't really know too much. He's like a cute little furry creature, isn't he? <laughs> you love Beat the Meat, don't you? You call me Beat the Meat sometimes. <laughs> Do you know? I get very perturbed because he's quite fat. And also, this comes from... So, the idea in this this particular story is Beep the Meep is, has a TV show, basically. Oh, it's, a, it's a commentary on reality television. It's called Beep and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You and I would be all over that shit if it was on the TV. <laughs> so, there's like a docudrama thing happening, mm-hmm. and he wants to take it. And... This comes from also a bit of a sequel to a, another Beat the Meep comic strip called Star Beast 2. Yes. So uh, Star Beast. Steve Lyons says he was completely unaware of this, and Beat the Meep's got exactly the same plan in Star Beast 2. He's got a TV show that's going to hypnotise the world with. So that is in uh, Doctor Who Yearbook mm. 96, I think because I've got it somewhere, and that's the fourth Doctor. And the fourth Doctor ends up trapping Beep the Meep inside a cine film of Lassie at the end. So that's that's referenced in here about... So he says in this, he's managed to escape that, um, and it's sort of given him the idea to make these cute animal programmes and things like that and everything, but he wants to obviously get his... uh, do you know how this started, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> With Colin Baker coming in going, you know, I want to speak to the TV executives now. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely sick to death. You've turned television into a glut of reality TV shows <laughs> and soaps. It reminded me so much of Bad Wolf. When it's they said similar. they said across time they've they've changed the television landscape. I wonder if Rusty Davis was paying attention, you know. But not only is this a scathing criticism on, you know, the general sort of you know, brainlessness of the television schedule. And let's be honest, it has gone that way a bit. Mm. Um, But also, uh, it's a a wonderful um, criticism of children's television as well, because Beep and Friends sounds like it was going to be absolutely agonising. Beep and Friends will air at five minutes past eight, and it will instruct my brainwashed army to slaughter those who remain free. I can interest you in a sneak preview. I don't think I could stomach it. Oh, come now, Doctor. You're going to die. 
My slaves will break into this room and tear your limbs from their sockets, your head from your neck. This, this will be your last chance to experience some culture. As our dreadful song turns your brain to mush Join the fun and you'll see Soon you'll agree you are Beep's friend after all Oh, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite so ghastly And Colin Baker comes straight in, into this story Bold, Absolutely perfect in this (laughs) And I but think that's what makes thing, it. You know, you know what I said about him coming in one time? That he knows. He literally knows all along that Beep's there. He knows that um, that he's got this evil plan. And he's just going on about the TV schedules just to distract them long enough, isn't it? Because he goes, oh, I think your cushion just moved over there. Yeah, he knows. And it's Beep the meme. <laughs> but this is more. this feels like such a more rounded story than Last it's of the, the Titans. It's the same amount of time as it's well. It's a proper yeah. story. And you can get quite a lot out of this. It's funny, and it's got, but it's also dramatic. And you get to hear beep for me. I mean, how they decided to come up with the voice of Toby this character? Longworth, I salute you, sir. <laughs> because when he's doing, do you do it? when he's doing like a helpless beep, like, don't hurt me, please. I'm just a snuggly wuggly woo. <laughs> and then his voice goes all evil and I'm going to slice the fur from your hamsters. You know, he's great. It's perfect. It just fits. It's so funny. And you can see that character come to life, can't you? Um, do you know what's really interesting about Colin Baker is he's had so many diverse stories now. You know, we've just had him in Project Twilight facing up against vampires and being appalled and angry. Do you remember him in Apocalypse Element when he's furious about, you know, there'll be nothing left. We've had him in The One Doctor, which was the biggest pantomime going. And then this, this this sort of satire. And he convinces me in every single genre he's in. And he's feels like he's got the confidence that this is where yeah. he... I At think this he, point in he time, knows he's popular here. He is the most popular yeah. doctor here, and, and that rides high. I think, in and the he first knows that, releases. and he's yeah. You can just give him this freebie thing to do, and he'll do. Like, like Sylvester McCoy, it does feel like he's just quickly reading it before he goes out the studio. This Colin Baker is here doing the full performance. And really getting into the story. Do you know what the funniest joke in the whole thing was? I roared with laughter when he goes, the doctor goes, I'm done with television now. I need a medium that allows me to express myself, that allows me to be. And someone just goes, louder? (laughs) (laughs) It's tongue in cheek as well, the way it's written. And he's going along with it. Mm. And it's got that commentary. There's something about Beat the Meat, his... um, program goes on hiatus for 18 months like Doctor <laughs> Who there's those little references in there which oh, really make it as well and it does feel like this could have been a comic strip story as well all yeah, of those things totally. it fits that comic strip thing but it also makes a really great audio drama and this if I heard this free as yeah. the first big yeah, finished yeah, yeah, story yeah. Be I'd that. be getting the next Colin Baker releases straight away I'd be signing up as subscribers get more for joe.com yeah I'll be all over it <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I didn't mean that there's no joe.com don't go looking for my only fans you'll be disappointed <laughs> no I meant joe would be .com in you know what I'm trying to say. I'll be subscribing to Big you, Finish. You get more from ColinBaker.com. Yeah. And 
it's a it's a weird pairing, the ratings war and invaders from Mars, because tonally they are very, very Hello. different stories. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. They are. <clears throat> but as well, you remember what I said about the structure of Last of the Titans? What you have here is an establishing scene where they explain that um so you get the exposition at the beginning, then you get the dramatic moment where all the crowd's being taken over and they're, you know, going death, death, kill, kill, kill. So it's it has the momentum to build up to a mm. climax rather than just going, well, this all happened in the past. He's a terrible person. I just think Steve Lyons is a better writer. Yeah. And we also have the song in this as well. Oh, I was Here waiting to get to this. I, I'm surprised you haven't... Put your dog in a blender and close the lid. <laughs> Cut your hamster to pieces and feed your kid. I mean, uh, okay, it's Slice worth... the fur from your cat. <laughs> deep frying it's a fab. You are deep... No. Beep's friend, kill them all. I mean, it's worth it for the song alone, isn't it? The song is brilliant. Apparently, David Darlington was a bit pissed because he's done all the effort doing the sound design and music and everything, and then they gave the song to Alistair Long. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm glad they did. He did a bloody... Br- and no, Darlington says Alistair did an amazing job. Who sings it? Is it Jane Goddard? Is it? Oh, well, she's in it. I just didn't... I don't know who's, no. who else sings it. What it sounds like, you know, the fellow who sings, We're walking in the air. Oh, no, it's it a sounds woman. like Jones to no, me. No, it's not. It's, it's not Helen Goldwyn, is it? I don't know. But the doctor goes, Oh, I've faced some dreadful things in my life, but never anything as nauseating as that. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the CD, they put the whole song on as a clip. Oh, and do you know what else they put on there? Beep going, and I will tear your children from you and boil their skin in acid. And it's, it's just Toby Longworth going on and on and on for ages <laughs> as Beep the Meep. Can I say, if I think if Beep the Meep is anywhere near this fun in that special, I mean, can you imagine this character with Catherine Tate? It's going to be delightful. I can't remember, I've only briefly heard the comic strip adaptations. I oh, can't remember Star Beep Beast the Meep being and you know what? as good. They managed to lure back Alistair Locke after years of being away to do the sound design for oh, those really? comic book adaptations. Oh. Yeah. I know, there's coming a time, you know. I'm not sure if Alistair Locke fell out with Big Finish, you know, but he suddenly is dropped all of a sudden. I'm surprised maybe they didn't do any more Beep the Meeps or maybe they will in the future. It might know. be. It'll be fun to have more. I'm, I would be totally open to more Beep the Meep. You know Beep. what's strange, right? Is we have a couple of comedies here, don't we? The One Doctor, uh, The Ratings War, The Maltese Penguin, I'd say is a bit of a comedy, and Bang Bang a Boom. And then you don't really get any after that, do you? There's nothing particularly... No, not in that that kind of... Sort of 50 to 100. I don't think... I can't think of any out-and-out comedies. The Wormery's quite funny... Yeah, that's a near. But I can't sort of... think of anything else. Other lives, but it's not really a comedy. No, <laughs> Chris is tortured in that. No, I no, I can't. Nothing like in this style. No, no. That's um, what do you think about? So we said McCoy was on his own. He was quite subdued. Mm. Well, Colin Baker's on his own in this. Yeah, but it's completely different. <laughs> He's got Colin enough Baker personality for two, own. and he Colin Baker works on his own uh, very, very well. And this would have been his first sort of solo adventure. Mm. I mean, at least we're sort of used to Sylvester McCoy sort of being on his own, the, the Seventh Doctor on his own in various comic strips and things, but it's quite rare to have the Sixth Doctor on his own. 
I think I think what's really delightful about Colin Baker is he's happy to take the piss out of himself. Yeah, you know, he knows. We, we know we're coming up to this punchline that he's a very shouty actor, and mm. he just runs with it, doesn't he? Yeah, this is a really great freebie. Like, I, I'm surprised they didn't make people pay for this one. I know, yeah. I would have happily have given them a tenner for this. Yeah, they could have stuck this in the end of a box set or something. And But um, no, really, really good. I would absolutely recommend this. Can I ask sort of going forward what other... Freebies there are. There are, because I can't yeah. think of any. Yeah, well, Paul McGann gets one with Living Legend. Oh, I've not heard that. With... Is it oh. when he's playing a football match? Yeah, something like yeah, this. I don't done. know, I've never heard that There's one. There's that one. Is there Silver Lining? <gasps> silver Lining is... No, I think that's just a one-parter with a... Um, no, um, The Fifth Doctor gets cuddlesome. And No Place Like Home. And No Place Like Home, yeah. That's when Aaron yeah. being shown around. Yeah, so that would actually be the next What's one. What's cuddlesome? The Fifth Doctor one. It's sort of like, you know, like where Care Bear things come alive. <laughs> Have you heard that one? I mean, that's sort of more in the style of this, that actually. Funny. For The Fifth Doctor. <laughs> And then did they stop doing them after that? In terms of Free With Doctor Who magazine, yeah. I guess they had their audience by then. But nowadays you get the... You just get a standard release. So you get like a code through Doctor Who magazine to get like a free story, don't you? Like an 8th Doctor adventure or something. Download. Do you, know, do you know what's happening I mean, we're now? in pre-download days now, so they're not going to stick a CD on the front of a thing now, are they? But what's happened now is Big Finish has such a prolific output. Yeah. They are, I mean, I, I dread I'm going to have a guess how many stories you think there are. Oh. I don't know. 500, 1,000. There's a lot of them. But to the point where they actually can put Ton, like 50 free on Spotify well, exactly, say, yeah. try these 50 and then see if you like them and then there's you know more of this ilk if you like it and mm. they're in that position now whereas back then they had 20 stories released and you know so they're having to do these little extra bits yeah well I've got to say of all of, all of the sort of weird extra bits we've done you know and I'm including Last of the Titans here, Fly Me to the Moon, and all these sort of weird little stories. We haven't stories. done that yet. Oh, no, we have. Yeah. We've done that. We've <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot. You haven't released I've it I've completely yet. gone out of my mind. Um, uh, this has been the best written, the best acted, and the best produced. This one, ratings yeah. war, yes, 100%. No, I am going to go out of my way and say this is an absolute classic, but I think it is it's very, very, fun. very good. Very good yeah. fun. <laughs> Well, I'll do a little chronology moment. Can you do that for these? Of course. Well, off you go. Well, we have... Um, okay, so Last of the Titans. We have the Doctor on his own. Mm-hmm. Now, the only other one we've had with the Doctor on his own at the moment is Sirens of Time. Ah, Yeah. Um, but going ahead, there's way more. There will be more. Zone. There will be more. So this is just going to go in front of Sirens of Time at the moment. And pre-TV movie. Well, the Sirens of Time is pre-TV movie, yes. So what is it going? Sirens of Time, Last of the Titans, TV movie. Last of the Titans, Sirens of Time, TV movie. Why are you putting it before Sirens of Time? Well, because I think, I feel like the Sirens of Time is a bit more epic towards the end of his time, isn't it? I feel oh, like this okay. is like a, we'll just put it before. Master is Sylvester McCoy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We could get technical a bit later on because it, sometimes they use the yeah. TV movie TARDIS sounds for him and sometimes they don't. Warlock's actually, Cross. So actually, technically, in, the, in the Sirens of Time, they use, they don't use the TV movie TARDIS noise, which is a bit annoying. But um, no, we're going in front of Sirens of Time for this. 
And for well, can I say then, will you have like an entire season of him on his pre... own? Yeah, because I think there's enough stories. There's you know? plenty, yeah, yeah, of him going around on his own. And the sixth Doctor on his own. Oh, I've got a conundrum for you. Oh yeah. Well, you said you don't include the books. No. Well, where are you going to put in Chris Quedge and Ross Forrester then? When they come along, a big finish. Because Bit of Finish has adapted Original Sin, their first story. Yeah. So they come along in that first story. Oh, okay. So where are you going to put that with all the others? others? Well, because they've adapted a load of new adventure ones, haven't they? So it'll fit, it'll, it'll fit in. Oh, okay. Because Benice leaves in that one, goes right. off on her own. So, But you're not going to include the book chronology, just... No, just the audio ones. Yeah. Oh, Okay. God, it's so complicated. But it'll it's, work out, it's everyone. It's a tangled web. It, you know when Charlie Pollard out. is saved from the <laughs> R101? Yeah. And the whole web of time becomes un- unravelled? Yeah. In a great, horrible mess. That's how I see this chronology. Well, it's not unravelling. Well, no, that's because you're the one putting all the pins up, keeping <laughs> it in place. Well, so the sick doctor on his own is quite interesting. It's going to have to go pre-Marian conspiracy for now. Yeah. I think, because he's on his own in the beginning of that one. So we might have a season of the Doctor on his own there before Evelyn. But he's Post-trial. on his own in Trial of Time Lord as well, Mysterious Planet. What? At the beginning of Mysterious Planet, when he goes to the trial, he's on his own. Yeah, no, but he's just been taken out of um, the middle of Mind Warp oh, yeah, to go sorry. to the trial I'm there. Overcomplicated. If anyone's unravelling it all, it's you. Can you do me a favour? Can you have each doctor and just do a little chart, please? So I, I am. Can, so I can see it visually. Yeah, okay. And up on the wall or something. All right, you know, okay, we'll I'll start. Study her in depth, and then right, I might get a bit better at this. Right, anyway, so it's going just before the Marion Conspiracy for now. There we go. That's our two. Our two little freebies. Our two little freebies. Uh, one is a load of toot, and the other one is well worth your time. It's Rain's War free on Big Finish website as well. Yeah, they both are. Yeah, you oh can go and God. download them. Don't worry about Last of the Titles. Get downloading Rain's War and just listen to the Beat the Meep song. Well, once Beat the Meep does come back on TV, I think we're going to have Beat the Meep fever, aren't we? And everyone, yeah. they're going to put that out and but everyone's no, going to be downloading you it watch, and the comic you strips watch, will right? go on sale when Beep the it'll Meep, all happen won't when it when Beep the Meep comes out on TV suddenly this will be a tenner <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think by the time that comes out do you reckon by the end of this year we'll have Beep plushies in the shops oh, I'd love <laughs> imagine wouldn't you love there'll that there'll be some merchandise <laughs> won't there my, my um, adipose plushie that I had I don't know what's happened to it now do you know might be up in the loft. Oh, it got a bit dirty. Anyway, oh, best bit. Oh, you're so gross. So wank over an adipose. What's wrong with you? No, no, no. But like, beat the meat merge. Would be amazing. It will happen. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, so where are we going next? Well, we had a little clue earlier on. Well, we shall be listening to series two of the Eighth Doctor Adventures. Oh, so yes. we're going to be doing next episode the first three Invaders from Mars, Chimes of Midnight. How could you possibly forget oh, that? Chimes of Midnight and Seasons of Seasons Fear. Of fear. We so we are the Nymon, and you are our prey. So yes, <laughs> they're the next three in the main range. Sorry, that Here we go. is a bit of a spoiler, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, wait, before we go out, can I say? Yep. This is possibly, potentially, 
the best single season that Big Finish have ever brought out. In terms of a structured season and um, a character arc, come on, this is peak Big Finish, isn't it? The it's pretty season. good. We shall see. Pretty really... good? Well, I mean, Invad- you said Invaders of Mars isn't that great, but we'll find that out next time, won't we, everyone? Yeah. And don't panic. It's not War of the Worlds. <laughs> it ain't real. <laughs> and don't forget... Finish big. I'm going to keep singing until you press that button. Oh. <laughs> la, 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 la.